Welcome to the From Scratch Body. I'm Liv Austin, singer, songwriter, actor, voiceover artist, and passionate amateur cook. I believe in making the best of every situation, and since being diagnosed with endometriosis, I have been on a journey to find out what food makes me feel great. By cooking from scratch, I've not only started feeling much better, but also fallen in love with cooking completely. Join me for my weekly food topic and recipe here on my podcast, and check out my website for the transcripts and more. Now let's get on to today's topic and recipe. Welcome to the From Scratch Body. I'm Liv Austin, and today we are talking, what are you? Food and identity. We love putting people in boxes. It's human nature to try and make sense of things, to categorize them and identify everyone and everything. But in some cases, it is not helpful. Are you a vegetarian? I get this question a lot because I often cook vegetarian meals or I choose a veggie option in a restaurant or on set when I'm working as an actor. I'm not, actually, but I would guess that about 60-70% of my home-cooked meals are. Maybe some people feel like they can safely say that they are a vegetarian or a vegan. They may have had a vegetarian diet their entire lives. Maybe their family all do the same. And it does feel like it's part of their identity. That's totally fine. But the problem with these boxes that we put people in is it feels for a lot of people like they have to stay in them. And I think it often holds people back from exploring. On one hand, it can make someone who sticks to a largely vegan diet feel judged if they ever step away from it. I've seen that happen and often the judgment is just coming from themselves, but they do feel it. And it can make other people who are used to eating meat not even try to adjust their diet to a bit more veggie because they'll never be able to go vegan. Well, the good news is you don't have to go anything. But what you can do is experiment and learn from all sorts of different diets. I have some favorite vegan dishes. And as I mentioned, I cook lots of vegetarian dishes, but I also eat chicken and fish and sometimes, yes, pork and beef. And I'm learning about the effects eating red meat has on the planet and the way farmed animals are treated. And it definitely makes me think twice about having it. Hence all my recipes that traditionally would contain meat replaced with vegetables. But I also really like making food that my partner enjoys. And I know that I feel better when eating red meat on my period, for example, and occasionally allow him and myself some. I love Veganuary, the movement to encourage people to try to go vegan for January. It's definitely worth trying just to challenge yourself to think differently about what food you have to have or give you some ideas about recipes. And there is no judgment from them whether you stick to it afterwards or only do it that one month because they know every little bit helps. If you learn to cook one or two awesome vegan dishes that month, maybe you'll take them with you in the rest of the year and just change it up a bit for your digestive system, for the animals and for the planet. Don't be too strict on yourself, though. You don't have to have an identity that is based on what you do or do not eat. And if you decide to stray from your usual diet here and there, that is your choice and not for anyone else to judge you on. Some people also have to juggle their intolerances and allergies, and that can be a lot to deal with all at once. So be kind to others, too. I'm an advocate for intuitive eating, and if your vegan friend one day wants eggs for breakfast, it doesn't have to be a huge thing. Just go, you do you. 
I'm super lucky to have wonderful vegan friends who never make me feel judged if I don't eat vegan food in front of them. But the truth is, I'm always inspired to when I'm with them. So if you're not vegetarian or vegan, but have friends who are, I strongly suggest asking them for their favorite recipes. I'm sure they'd be thrilled to share them with you. I would love to hear what your experience with all of this is. Do you like having what you eat be part of your identity or not? Have you made any big changes for yourself and had great results or tried a dietary change that didn't work as you expected? Please share your thoughts with me on Instagram at the From Scratch Body and make sure you tag me and use the hashtag the From Scratch Body so I don't miss it. I look forward to hearing from you. And now let's get on to this week's recipe, which is my comforting cauliflower bolognese. Now I say protect the cauliflower at all costs because that little chunky baby can trick you into thinking you are having minced meat. I'm serious. My boyfriend was skeptical when I made this the first time, but he was quickly convinced. And now this is one of our favorites in the house. This is such a good example of how it is the flavors around the meat that are exciting, not necessarily the actual meat itself. As I said, I'm not vegan or vegetarian, but I do believe that if we all cut back on our meat intake, it will be good both for us and our planet. Well, it's not so much a belief as it is, you know, a fact. Um, I have certainly moved way closer to a vegetarian diet since getting into cooking from scratch. Vegetables are just a lot more fun to play with. This one is obviously very easy to keep vegan. You can just sprinkle some vegan parmesan on top. For the stock, I have put different choices for you. If you are using cauliflower more for convenience and budget than for veggie reasons, then it's of course an option to use beef stock. And it does get you a bit closer to that feeling of having a regular bolognese. So that's a little cheat code for you right there. It's up to you whether you use it. Now, I'm going to get out in front of any Italian listeners or bolognese snobs. I know this is not building on the recipe of a genuine Italian bolognese. It's more the quick and dirty version that some of us heathens have developed as a quick dinner. But we all know and love it, so I make no apologies. Now, this is the first recipe that I'm doing for you guys on my podcast. As I have said, and I will repeat this many a time, you can find this recipe on my website so you can have it in front of you as you're listening to me or you can go back and read it later or you can just listen to me and pause and rewind and do whatever you want if you want to cook with me while I'm talking to you. So find the way that works for you but anyway here we go. My comforting cauliflower bolognese and spaghetti serves two people. You need olive oil for cooking and for the spaghetti, one onion, a clove of garlic, one celery stalk, one carrot, one small cauliflower head, a pinch of salt and pepper to taste, some spices like paprika, chili powder, I love some everyday spice or similar stuff to taste, tomato puree, stock, you can choose vegetable or beef, cube or pot, either works, one tin of chopped tomatoes, a teaspoon of sugar or honey, some oregano or similar herbs or a herb mix, and an optional one that I really love, a dash of hot sauce or Tabasco sauce or some fresh chili or a mix of all of those if you like it a bit more with a kick. Then you need some spaghetti of your choice. It could be ready-made spaghetti from the shops, dry spaghetti, or you can make your own if you, uh, if you so please. And of course, some cheese on top. Some parmesan or just some cheddar is fine or vegan options are absolutely fine. 
So this is what you do. You cut the onion into small pieces and you cook it over low heat in a pan with some olive oil. After a few minutes, add the garlic, the celery and carrot, all finely chopped, and add a bit of water. If you do like a bit of spice, I do, you can add some fresh chilli at this point too. It's totally up to you, as I said. Rinse and cut or rip the cauliflower head into small bits and put them in a blender for a few seconds until it's gone pretty mushy. It really does not need more than a few seconds in a blender. And you can keep some bigger chunks. It depends how fine you want your bolognese. I mean, real bolognese, as your annoying friend who's been to Italy many times will tell you, is cooked for hours. And so the meat is really fine. However, most of us peasants are used to more regular mince in a quick and dirty version of bolognese. If you don't have a blender, you can chop it up with a knife. Cauliflower is pretty easy to chop finely, so don't worry. Add it in the pan and increase the heat a little bit. And then add some more water. If it feels too wet at this point, don't worry. We do need a bit of water to be soaked up by the cauliflower so that it softens properly. So be patient and cook it for a little while. Get the spaghetti ready here. Cook according to the instructions. If you are cooking fresh spaghetti, it probably needs less time and you can leave it to even later. And the bolognese won't hurt from simmering for a while, so please do not rush the pasta part. Add some seasoning here, salt and pepper to taste. And if you want to add some more kick to it, things like chili powder can be nice. A bit of paprika adds color. And as I said, some everyday spice is really lovely. I really like that. And you can play around here, find what works for you. Just work with what you've got. I'd love to hear your suggestions of what you use for spices. Mix in a dash of tomato puree, quite a generous dash, and add the stock of your choice. If you're using a cube, you could just drizzle in the whole thing. If you use a pot, then half is plenty and then mix it well in with the water and everything in the pan. Keep in mind that when you put salt in this dish, that most stock is quite salty. So you might need less salt than you think. And that's good for you to, to cut down on the salt. So remember to taste what you're making so that you don't over salt it. Mix everything well and let it simmer for a good while on medium heat. Then add the tin of chopped tomatoes and mix well. At this point, have a little taste and see if you want to add more spices. Usually it's nice to add some sweetness to it here with a bit of sugar or honey. Add some oregano or other Mediterranean herbs here. You are the boss, so go for what fits your taste. This is where I love adding a dash of hot sauce or Tabasco. It's lovely and spicy as well as adding even more lovely tomato to the dish. When the spaghetti is cooked, tip it into a colander and add a splash of olive oil. Mix it well. Serve up the cauliflower bolognese with the spaghetti. Grate some cheese on top. Drizzle a bit more pepper over it. And if you have it, place a basil leaf or a little cherry tomato on top or whatever you want to do to present it. And there you go. That's your cauliflower bolognese, guys. If you want to go for a more creamy, mild sauce, you can add a splash of milk, a dash of creme fraiche or a bit of cheese in the sauce. And don't worry at all if you're stuck with some leftover bolognese from this. You can use this for so much. And the simplest is obviously just to reheat the next day because it's a lovely lunch. But you can also easily transform this bolognese into lasagna filling or cauliflower tacos to come. I will tell you how. Also for my carnivores out there, I hope it goes without saying that you can of course make this with beef or other minced meat should you wish to do so. Just make sure your meat is cooked well with all the other ingredients before the chopped tomatoes go in and reduce the amount of water. 
I'd love to hear and see how you got on. Share your recipe with me on Instagram, tag the From Scratch Body and use the hashtag the From Scratch Body so I don't miss it. And just another reminder, you can find this recipe on my website, thefromscratchbody.com, if you feel like I was going a bit fast there. And you can, of course, rewind as many times as you like and listen to this while you're cooking it. Bon appétit! Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Remember that you can always check out the recipe on my website, thefromscratchbody.com, if you want to have it in front of you when you're cooking. But be brave and make it your own too. Also check out my Instagram at thefromscratchbody and my YouTube channel, The From Scratch Body, for lots of food inspiration that you can totally recreate yourself. Remember, cook from scratch and your body will thank you. See you next week.